Welcome to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and if there's one thing I believe, it's that you're capable of making your dreams a reality and that the world needs you to be living out your purpose. One thing I love is to chat with people doing impactful work in hopes that we can all learn something from the conversation. Not to mention, we get to apply all of that wisdom to our own journey. Each week, you will hear just that here at the Radiant Podcast. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome back to the Radiant Podcast, and today I am so excited to have yet another mentor of mine joining us. You guys know I love having women invest in my life, and Catherine Toon has been one of those ladies that has totally changed my world. I am so excited to have her on. She is a minister and author based out of Colorado and is on a mission to bring fullness and freedom to the people of this world. And why does she do it? She does it so that we can walk with our purpose to the fullest extent. So guys, I have worked with her for over two years now. She has totally changed my life and ushered me into the fullness of who I am and who God created me to be. We have done so much mindset work. And again, guys, she has totally changed my life. So I can't wait to introduce you guys to Catherine. Hey, Catherine. Hey, Kelsey. How are you? So good. I'm so glad you're joining me today. It is so such, exciting. It's so <laughs> special for me to have you on, obviously, because I you mean so much to me in my life and you, I feel like moving to Colorado was part of meeting you. And so my life is different for knowing you. So I'm so excited because I really want my listeners to hear from you. Wow. Well, that's such such an honor for me. I know this is going to be so much fun. Yes, we're going to have so much fun. Okay. I would love for you to start in true fashion by sharing your story, how you got to where you are, what you do, all the things. Okay. So well, well, I wasn't uh, I wasn't born in a Christian home. I am a minister now. Uh, I I love talking about God and just how He's changed my life and how He changes people's lives. But I didn't grow up in a home that was actually about that. As a matter of fact, we were kind of anti that. We were very kind of intellectual. But I kept on having encounters with this person that was Jesus, but I didn't really know it was Jesus. And uh, we had a, a lot of brokenness in our home, and I think that's one of the reasons why God just kind of appeared to me, kind of, you know, when really un- just unfair, yucky things happen, God has a way of making unfair good things happen. So and if you haven't experienced that yet, well, just, you know, like, like, latch on. <laughs> but um, anyway, and so I kind of grew up in this thing uh, where I kind of knew him, but I didn't and all this kind of thing. And we just had a lot of mess happening in the house, a lot of abuse. It was just really, really ugly. And I grew up very insecure in a tremendous amount of pain and um, just really insecure who I was. And so at age seven, I figured, wow, since the name of the game is performance, I'm going to do the hardest thing I can do with my little seven-year-old brain. And that was, I thought, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. And so I made a vow, like, I'm going to be a doctor. And true enough, fast forward, X number of years later, that's exactly what happened. I I earned my medical degree. I did a residency. I did a chief residency. I jumped through all the hoops, and I did it in high-performance fashion. You know, I was Phi Beta Kappa, whatever. If it was good, it was an Ivy League school. You know, it was all the stuff that, like, so-called looks good or whatever. Uh, Did that, and I kind of reached a point. I went into practice, loved my patients, Love kind of the intellectual challenge of medicine, but just was so there was not a great. It was a it starting. It was starting to get to be a grind, 
because that wasn't what I was really called to be. That wasn't what I was really born to do, but it was similar, similar enough. And when I was 27 in, I was in residency at that time. I started having a lot of flashbacks of abuse, really horrible time. I was post one divorce, you know, what doesn't sound, that sounds like there's 12. There's just been one. (laughs) And, um, you know, and I was, I was just a mess and I finally reached the end of myself and I, and I called out to Jesus and he did answer. It wasn't dramatic. No, you know, angels singing doors, heavens, (laughs) heaven doors happening, nothing, but it was real. And I, I started, he started me on this process of healing my heart and all that kind of thing. And in the meantime, I went into practice. And then the biggest dream of my life, I just really wanted to be married and had, have, have a happy family, have kids, have a happy whole family, had no grid for that because that was not my background. And it was not my background for generations before just divorce, alcoholism, abuse, incest, you, you name that kind of <clears throat> stuff. It just wasn't very pretty. And I had no grit for what healthy looked like. And so God went on this process of healing my heart. I was a good student, but I didn't even know what the heck I was doing. And I honestly thought church people were so strange. <laughs> that, <laughs> that it freaked me out. Like I, I would go to church kind of, I got brave enough to do that, but I'd sneak out before someone like, found me. <laughs> So, you know, I wasn't really a good, good, like, yes, I'm just buying the whole kit and caboodle. And, you know, I understand people have been burned by the church or they maybe ran across some weird church people, or maybe they just have a really, they haven't met the authentic church and all that. So I get that if that's where you're at. But anyway, God walked me out of intense, intense, intense bondage. And I reached a point where I realized, wow, I don't want to do medicine anymore. I just really want to be home and have my kids and um, do that. And eventually I did that. My husband was in the Navy. It was kind of funny because when I met my husband now, there's a great story behind that. We can talk about that if you want. But I, you know, I said, wow, I just really want to settle down and, and put my roots down. And I married a Navy man. So we just moved around every two years, <laughs> just crossing the country, had my kids and new schools and all that kind of, and I hate moving. I hate it. Did a lot of it, but hate it. Um, and, and just started, God started to walk me out. And as I retired from medicine, there was this intense kind of healing uh, thing that he was doing in my heart. Um, and then just getting to know him. And I would literally study the word of God like it was a lifeline. I couldn't get enough of it. It was just life to me. And he really healed my heart. And I had, I had, a, lot, I had a lot of healing. I was really jacked up. I mean, I wasn't like... And yeah, you look at me, I wouldn't really necessarily look jacked up. You know, I wasn't on the streets shooting up or something. But <laughs> how many of you know, it's the internal stuff, right? It's the internal stuff. And I was terrified that I'd mess up my, my kids. And so God had to heal a lot of that. And then eventually, bit by bit, as I started to realize, wow, you know, there's something to this. He actually called me into ministry, which was really bizarre because it was so funny. Be very careful what you say you don't do. Because I remember I used to look at all those strange church people. Okay. I didn't even want to be a church people, much less be a minister. So God has just this really funny sense of humor. He's so much fun. But anyway, did call me into that and really gave me a passion. And I realized because I'd encountered such a God of love that just accepted me in all my ugly and all my stupid and all my bondage in all my honestly rebellion of him, all that stuff, just he was like in hot pursuit. He really started to heal my heal my heart. And then that's kind of how I got started in ministry. And it's been it's been a while. Just came out with my first book a little bit over a year ago. And yeah, it's been it's been awesome. So I guess I'll 
I'll stop there with the with the with the um, history stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so uh, one of my questions, especially just knowing you too, and and knowing part of this answer, but not the full story, is: Would you say that it was out of all of that brokenness that it sent you on a journey for healing, and then you know? championing healing and freedom for others because that's really what your book is about it's your mission your heart to see people walk in fullness and freedom yeah absolutely you know it's amazing god takes the most broken hopeless dead gross defiled impossible things and he really does make something beautiful out of that. And it's all because of, of who he is and just his passion towards us. He's able to do that impossible, impossible work. So regardless of where someone has started and, and where they're at in that, that's exactly what that is. He takes the very thing that was set out to destroy your life and to use it to do the very thing you were talking about, Kelsey. I mean, it is, it is breathtaking. And so, you know, this is why I'm so in love with him because he's loved me so much when I was so, so ugly on the inside. Wow. So how have you seen your transformation over the years? And I know we're always a work in progress, but I think, you know, when we really decide, I think we have so many listeners from all different walks of back, all different walks of life and backgrounds. Um, and it can feel like, okay, someone's probably thinking I'm fine. And the next prob- person's probably measuring and saying, I'm in a bad place, you know, but right. the reality that the reality is, is we all have stuff we can work on that will yield more fullness and freedom. And we, we've seen that, you know, firsthand with me as a case study, you know, it's like we, we champion one topic and then something else kind of pops up and it's like, Oh, now you're ready to work on this stuff. So how do you see that play out in your own life and in the lives of people you work with? Because I think, you know, for those listening, Catherine also works one-on-one with people to work through their processes so that they can step into more fullness and freedom. And then you have a course where they can, you know, do that at their own pace as well. Right. And well, you know, I mean, and and the truth is wholeness, our idea of wholeness, when we think we're okay, is so anemic. It's so puny compared to God's idea of wholeness. I mean, he is sweeping wholeness in ways that we can't even connect to. And so, I mean, it was kind of funny because it's easy when I was in a super broken part. And, you know, I, I suffered from years of sexual abuse and things like that. And it it really messed me up. And it was totally, you know, it was totally shattering. And, you know, and I had been running from that for years. So I had that type of stuff. And then I had this stuff where like, well, you know, I mean, it was funny when I even got saved. This is just, we can just all laugh. But, you know, I was actually, I was doing rounds in the ICU and the Lord had been like pursuing me, pursuing me. And I knew it, but I was so ticked off at him. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. But finally he wore me down and I kind of walked, I walked into the, the residence lounge and I said, okay, all right. Okay. Okay. God, you can have me. And I felt like I was doing him this big favor. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yes, I can, you know, it was so crazy. I mean, talk about broken. That's a brokenness of pride. But I mean, seriously, I was going to an Ivy. I I was doing an Ivy league residency. I'd gone through an Ivy league school. I was Phi Beta Cat. I mean, I had all these tremendous things on my resume and, you know, and so I just figured, you know, wow, what a, what a deal you're getting Jesus. And (laughs) he's so so beautiful. He's like, wow, that just works for me, girl. We're going to help you with that little pride thing you got going on there. But, um, (laughs) 
but so it was, it was even, and even in the areas of just limitation, like it's not even that I'm so broken that I'm shooting up or something or whatever, or pride or whatever. But sometimes it is a limitation is, wow, you know what I see? I'm, I see this big call that I have. Maybe you have a call in business. Maybe you have a call as, as a parent, or maybe you have a call. I mean, I don't know what it is, but you have such limitations. You see, you, you you're having a hard time getting yourself from the perspective of, wow, I have a $1 million company and I'm called to be a $5 million company. And how do I get past that, that ceiling? So wholeness isn't just about like, I'm a mess. Wholeness is about like, wow, I'm thinking at such a high level of my capacity that I was created for greatness. I was created for something breathtaking to impact the world. And so what does that look like? And how do I get there from here? And so, as I said, God's idea is so much greater than ours, but he wants us to know it. And he wants us to know it out of this relationship of this wild, passionate love that he has for us, that we share what he put inside us with the world. Wow. So one thing that I love that we've gotten an opportunity to work on is there have been seasons that it's been just really hard for me. I described last year as one of the hardest years of my life, and you walked with me through that. But then also in these seasons where it's like, awesome, okay, I'm, I've gotten out of the the trenches, the really painful places in life, but now it's more about stewardship. Can you kind of touch on that? Because that has been so transformative for me. Like you said, you know, I might have a $1 million company, but I'm called to a $5 million company. I know you do some executive coaching. So for for me personally, one thing we worked on all last year was money mindset and what I made money mean to me, how I could live in more fullness with what God's heart was for me. I would love for you to touch on that because that, that would be something that, you know, I wouldn't have gone in for because I was falling apart, but we had time and space to work on that because I go consistently and that really changed my world and, and my business doubled because of it. Absolutely. It's been so much fun to, to watch. And I did want to say, Kelsey, you've been such a champion of this. You've been a poster child. It's been so much <laughs> fun. And that's, you know, that's when it's fun for me because I start to see people, wow, we're just out of the agonizing part and great. That's awesome because that needs to be taken care of. But you know what? It doesn't just end there that I survived or that or whatever. But I mean, God has breathtaking plans for each and every one of us. He has a dream that he has for our life that's powerful, that looks uniquely like us and him together that he wants to accomplish it. and he wants you to be connected with your dream and he doesn't want you to settle for something less than who you are. And so usually what ends up happening is that um, the first thing that needs to happen is we need an upgraded understanding and connection of who we really are because everything flows out of our identity and how we see ourselves. And so if we see ourselves as someone that can only manage a $1 million company, right, we're consistently going to fall in that place where one or the other, it just won't grow. It's amazing. You know, and I, I don't want to throw a ton of scripture at you, but this will be helpful for you. And there's this one scripture in the Bible that says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so if you are thinking in your heart, wow, I'm 1 million and no more, or you're thinking in my heart, it's like, well, I'm always, I can, I can make it, but I'm always going to lose it. Or you're thinking in your heart of, wow, it can be wiped away in a second. So you're, you're operating from a place of fear and, you know, fear always draws to you the things that you don't want to happen. Fear is actually faith in, in bad things to happen. 
in the enemy of our soul's ability to destroy. And faith is 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 our belief and our ability. Wow, good things are going to happen to me. I was created for good things. I was created for greatness. And I'm I'm and and what it is, it's an unveiling of how he created you. Yeah, it's unveiling. It's a process of unveiling of who he's really been. Because let me tell you, you are breath. You are so much more beautiful, powerful, breathtaking than you've even connected with yet. And I, I think if he unveiled us all at once, we'd probably like our little heads would explode. Okay, so he does a process of unveiling us to ourselves. He unveils himself to us because he's our creator and he loves us. And then he unveils us to ourselves so that we can start to, well, be able to grapple with and walk out these plans that he had for us before he even created us. And so and so that gives us a voice. There's a voice you carry. There's a, an area of influence that you carry. There's a specific group that you carry that for, whatever that is. And, and it's not, you know, obviously I'm in ministry, but the ministry is everything. Ministry is in cooking good meals. Ministry is making million dollar businesses. There's all sorts of amazing things that serve humanity and also call out the greatness in other people. Because as your greatness is called out, you're able to call out the greatness in other people. And as one person wins, we all win. And that's just the beauty of how it's meant to be. And so the issue is, is the issue of mindsets. So as you are, you starting to track with yourself on at a higher level of who I'm created to be. And wow, I'm really that person. You start to be empowered to do kind of the feats, to do the exploits that you were created for before you were even born, that were earmarked for you. And usually those will come about in the area of things that you have passion for. Not not a broken passion, like, you know, I'm insecure and so I sleep around because I have to be know that, you know, I'm loved. Okay, that's not, that's not, I'm not talking about that kind of passion. <laughs> I'm talking about a passion deep down inside that, wow, this lights up who you are. And that is God's dream for you. And he wants to dream it with you. He wants to empower you in it. He wants you to see yourself the way he created you. And then he wants to empower you. And he does that by going by kind of tearing down one faulty mindset or sort of less than the best. Okay. Less than the very best. And, you know, we do walk things out. So you're not going to start out at a $5 million company. You may have to start out at a, you know, hundred thousand dollar company or a thousand dollar company. It's great, but you're, this is walked out from one level to the next level to the next level so that you're fulfilling those purposes that he created. And it's in that place where you engage with him that he's able to reveal like, wow, you have this thought that, wow, when it comes to money, you can make it, but you're always going to lose it. And so if that's the faulty program that you're operating under, you actually empower that very thing to happen. And so that's why he wants us to start thinking at a level that's consistent with what we're designed to carry. And he helps you do that, right? That is good. Yeah. And that, I mean, that changed my world last year and it took an entire year to really see a shift. You know, that was pretty much the topic of all of our sessions was my lie was more along the lines of, I'm afraid the rug's going to be pulled out from under me. Like it'll be great. And then it'll fall apart and then I'll have to rebuild and it'll be great. And then it'll fall apart. And I was programmed to really live with this fear through hearing statements like that. And you know, growing up or, you know, having, you know, kind of just being a more fearful, anxious person with how I'm wired anyways. And so all of that reinforced this big fear in business. And I really spent 
the entire year with you deconstructing that because the reality is, is I do want to be able to steward my business and my purpose with fullness, not being crippled by fear that it's always going to fall apart. And the reality is, is if something did fall apart, it's not worth spending 10 years worrying about it beforehand anyways. Like you might as well enjoy life. And so absolutely that, that really changed how I live life in such a powerful way. And in, and you are a huge part of that. And so I'm so thankful. What do you have to say? I mean, you've pretty much touched on it, but I, I would love to kind of camp out here on this idea of process. You know, <laughs> I think I said yesterday in a session, is this like a 10-year thing? Like, <laughs> am I going to have to work <laughs> on this for the next 10 years? And, right. But the reality is, is if I wouldn't have worked through everything I worked through over the past two years, I wouldn't have been prepared to face what I'm facing now. And it's kind of like we graduate to different tiers of, of, of really um, handling and championing our mindset, but we've got to do the ground level. We've got to build the foundation before we build the house. Absolutely. And you know, foundation work, when I face them a lot of times, I know for me, a foundational thing with even just coming to terms of the fact that I suffered sexual abuse, I had, I blocked that out. And I remember I had, I had a dream that there was something horrible in the basement of my house. And I remember going, and I'm not going to share the whole thing because I don't want to trigger anybody, but I, I finally went down there and man, I had to face, there was this explosion and it, it was horrible. Um, and I had to face that there's something in that foundation that just needed to be attended. And if we don't attend it, it may not be that dramatic, but if whatever we don't attend to will come up in some sort of fruit, uh, one way or the other. So if we're snipping off yucky fruit here, <clears throat> what ends up happening, if the root issues are not dealt with, the fruit will just pop up with something else somewhere else, or we'll just go around the same mountain over and over and over again. And this type of work, it takes a lot of courage. And that's one of the things that I just so appreciate about you're courageous, Kelsey, and you're not the type of personality that says, yes, let's dive into the yucky stuff. <laughs> but the beauty of it, if you want to get rid of the yucky stuff, if the minimize the yucky stuff, deal with it, get her done so you can move forward and really enjoy your life. And it doesn't chase you or haunt you or come back to bite you in the butt. And, and as you said, Kelsey, it is really a process. And sometimes we get so impatient with ourselves. You know, it's interesting because when God sees us, he sees us through the eyes of love. Even if we don't like him or want nothing to do with him, he still sees us through the eyes of, because that's who he can't help himself. He is love. And so he sees you and he sees the end from the beginning and he's in love with you. And so where you're at now is just in process of going to the next step. So he's not so impatient, like, oh my God, girl, get your act together. You know, he's not, he, he's in love with you right where you're at. And so because of that, he helps us to kind of work through what we need to work at, at, at this level that we're at, so we can graduate to the next level. The other thing is this, if we have this great scheme in our lives and it's so great, but we're not prepared for it, we are going to get our lunch eaten. We're going to get our butts kicked. And he's not, he does, doesn't send like his soldiers, quote unquote, into the field without being fully, fully prepared. And so preparation time is never, ever wasted time. And there's nothing more important than investing in yourself because it's out of that place of who you are and what you believe and how you see yourself and how you see the world and how you see God that everything flows. 
that everything is automatically released. And so when you're upgraded, what you do is automatically upgraded. And it really is a process. And I know we don't tend to like that. I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm, a, I'm a type A performance getter done type of person. So if I can't microwave it, I'm probably not going to eat it. I'm just telling, just being real, <laughs> you know, but I do, I, I do recognize the value. And the truth is you're more valuable than anything you will ever do. You as a person on the planet with who you are is more valuable. And because you're that valuable, you're going to do amazing things. It's because of who you are, not trying to prove who you are. Okay. And so getting that identity piece really established because if you're established and who, how amazing you are and really not trying to, you know, you're not trying to work it up or proved yourself approved to anyone, but you're just resting in it, you can actually enjoy the process. And then you can actually do everything that you were called to do that is sweeping that is breathtaking, you were called to perform. But that's not the value of who you are, you're just valuable because you're you and, and without you being unveiled, and what we call it's a religious word, so, but we call manifesting that's being unveiled, the whole world is being cheated and bereft of who you really are. It creates a hole in the universe, right? And so that is the most important thing. So taking time and investing in yourself and investing in heart issues, getting those shored up and investing in, wow, I've got, I'm really confused when it comes to money or I'm really confused when it comes to men or I'm really confused when it comes to sex or I'm really confused when it comes to kids or, you know, whatever that is. And then even looking at patterns in your life that keep on repeating themselves that are not, that are not good, healthy patterns. Those are huge. You don't need to be stuck with any of those. And, and God never designed you to be limited by your, by your past and never designed you to be limited by, you know, really he's a God without limitation. And so you're, you're, you're created in his image and likeness and those limits are designed to come off and that takes time and you need to be kind with yourself in the process. You need to be patient with yourself in the process. And that's not always easy because sometimes we get so frustrated, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, I lose the 10 pounds. I gained it. I lose the 10 pounds that you write. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the process, like I said, I'm, I, I too, am someone who wants it and I want it now and I want to get it done, but I've learned to really appreciate the process and not rush. And I've, I've seen that to be something that's happened over time, not right away. And so now, you know, two years into just being able to work alongside each other, to be able to work with you, I really have gotten to a place in life where I'm not waiting for the next thing, not waiting for the next moment to define me. And I'm really able to be. And I, I think everyone has their own journey in life. But I, for the most part, I think doers have to learn how to be and beers have to learn how to do. And so my my journey has looked a lot like learning how to be and not letting what I do define me or, or, or speak for my identity. And so just being able to work towards wholeness and fullness. And, and like you said, my personality is geared towards fun and obviously facing your pain is not necessarily fun, but it yields more fun and freedom on the other side. And so I am, I am a big believer in this kind of work. And one thing that we've talked a lot about, and I I see this with my friends and family is we often put a bandaid on a symptom And I have friends who are also very appreciative of of 
counseling or therapy or inner work, and we talk about this a lot, is, you know, we often put a Band-Aid on the symptom and we leave when we're, we're done with fixing that symptom. But I think there's so something so valuable to, to doing this for the long haul because something will always come up and it's how you, you deal with life in good weather that will equip you to deal with it in bad weather. And so I'd rather just kind of stay consistent and stay healthy so that I respond better to hard situations. Absolutely. It, it, it helps put inside you a resiliency that you can draw upon because who knows, knows when some, you know, junk is going to happen. I mean, stuff really does happen. And who knows when we're, what we're going to need to draw upon at that time. But, you know, it, it's one thing to be struggling with hurts and things, whatever, but it's quite another thing altogether to be going through some sort of trauma, loss, pain, whatever, the stuff of life and having all that stuff. So, you know, we were right. I mean, so we were designed to travel freely and lightly. We really were designed for freedom. We really were designed for peace and joy, but that's, that's our makeup and that's our nature. But getting there from here means that everything that has come against that to assault that in terms of lies and things like that, or things that we believed, those things can, need to be taken care of. And, and, and they can be taken care of. You're not, you really are not stuck with it, even if you've had it for 20 years. You know, you really are uh, designed for freedom. And that gives you, boy, uh, such a resiliency when stuff really does happen. You know, we, we all know stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. So, right? So, yeah. So, totally. Um, it, it is so, it's so worth the investment because you're worth the investment. And, you know, it's been so much fun, Kelsey, just to watch you in your being mode, you know, and I, and I totally can relate to that because I, I'm a doer too, but boy, I, I, when I first had kind of the assignment of sitting down and doing nothing, I thought it was going to die. It was like, I, I had all this noise in my head and pain would come in. And it was like, oh, I am going to die. <laughs> so there is a reason why I kept on running and running and running and running and running and doing and doing what I was designed to do, but I wasn't di- designed to do as a way of medicating or escaping issues that needed to be healed. Yes. And it feels so different when you, from, when you're operating from different places, doesn't it? Absolutely. So it makes everything worthwhile. How would someone be able to identify? Because I'd say, you know, there was a season where I was in pain. And just because of how I wired and how I like to spend my time, I can measure, okay, am I booking plane tickets to fun adventures to escape? Or is this, am I at a good place and, you know, really making this decision responsibly and it's appropriately spaced out and it's not escaping from life to go live on vacation or, you know, be in a different city. So I think we all respond to pain or doing or work differently, but I I use that as as an example of it's, it's the same action, booking a plane ticket, but it's from two different places, one healthy and one not, how do you know when your doing is from a place of I'm living out my purpose, I'm walking in fullness, I'm at a healthy place, or I'm medicating and I'm compulsively doing to cope with something that's under the surface that I can't even identify? Absolutely. And I think it's the flavor of your internal world. And I think some of us, I know for me for a long time, I was so busy running from my internal world, but I knew it. So I was constantly driven. 
even to the point, like when I was, you know, I mean, I would work 120 hour work week. So I wouldn't, wasn't just practicing medicine. I was wow. moonlighting on the side. Right. So, I mean, and the sleep deprivation level was crazy. So I'd be like, Oh, I can't wait for vacation. I can't wait. And then vacation would come and I'd stop doing. And it, there's so much anxiety and so much pain that would come up. I couldn't wait to dive back. And so I'm saying, are you being driven or are you, are you being drawn you see, because when it's something of a passion, you're drawn towards something that that reflects your heart, that reflects it. And sometimes there can be a mixture of both. But we all know what it's like when we we, we can't operate in peace, where there's no peace, where we're um, where we're where there's this constant anxiety or constant chatter. And so it's, it's an issue. If I slow down enough, what's going on internally? Because the thing is, you, as you said, Kelsey, you can do the exact same thing. A lot of times it's not what you're doing. It's why you're doing it and the way you're doing it, yeah. right? And, you know, I, for me, a lot of my, because I had so much shame and because I had, so, I was programmed in me that I was worthless. I had, had to do medicine. I had to do this. I had to do that to prove that I was worth something. And I had to get that settled. I had to get that healed. And that is totally healable, but it took, it took some work. So what happens when you slow down, when you quiet down? What's that internal um, giving yourself permission? And let me say this, you will not die. I personally thought, honestly, if I faced all the stuff that I was running from, I would die. And yeah. it really felt like that. And the truth is, God is so kind. He arranged, I didn't have to face it alone. Number one, I had him. And if you don't know him, it, it's totally okay. I mean, but he will arrange something so that you have some way of not being by yourself. And I did do some counseling and I did do different things to, ha- to help myself. But but the truth is, I, I, I really did think I was going to die. And that was actually a lie that needed to be dealt with because no, you're not going to die. As a matter of fact, it's going to be a place of rebirth. Yeah. Um, it's a place of, of a life uh, when it feels like it's really death. And so he's, he's that extreme and he's everything from, well, I just, I just have a way of being. And sometimes it's not because you're like running away from pain, but you have a way of being that says, I can't rest or I'm behind. I, I, oh, I know that. Right. I know. I was was laughing because I'm like, yes, that's, yeah. And so many of us have that. We feel like, wow, you know, I'm 30 something or I'm 50 something or I'm 20 something or whatever, something, 40 something, whatever you are. um, And I've got this great thing and uh, I am so behind. And it's amazing how God is able to speed up time for you so that you can do shorter, better, faster. And, but it's going to be from a place, interestingly, of rest because you were designed for it. You were engineered for it. And as you connect with that, it empowers you to do the very things without all the, all the, all the chatter, without all the static and without being stuck in the middle of the night, you know, just anxious or, you know, whatever that is. It's that internal, is there quiet in that internal place? And, you know, and some people have been with the noise for so long. That's just normal. Yeah. And it's interesting when that goes away, they're like, oh, it's so quiet. I mean, I had no idea that was even possible. And let me tell you, that's what you were designed for. Oh, that's so good. I, I mean, I'll definitely say where I'm at today, I still have some chatter, but my mind races so much less frequently than 
it did two years ago. And it's it's interesting as my chatter has quieted, I've come back to old ways of being that are so sweet and special that I thought just disappeared. They were just overridden for a season. And so as I started doing some of this inner healing work, I remember doing a dreaming exercise in April and some dreams I had four years ago that I thought just kind of went away, came back. I just didn't have enough space with all the chatter to dream anymore in those spaces. And so I can definitely be someone who gets stuck in my head and my mind races a thousand miles a minute and I always feel behind and I have a thousand things to do to get to my destiny. But really learning to quiet that and having a space and a time monthly to, you know, address all of that chatter in in hopes of, you know, getting somewhere and hopes of kind of learning how to not let that rule your life. It's really transformative. It's really changed my life. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Uh, and it, so there's, there's the chatter piece. And then sometimes you just look at, at the patterns in your life and you keep on going through these cycles that are not constructive cycles. And you were designed to cycle from one blessing to a greater blessing to a greater blessing to a greater blessing. And so, so it's not a vicious cycle. It's a blessed cycle that you were designed for. And so you can look at the patterns of your life and see where that is as well. You know, th- the other thing is not only were you designed for that, but there really is a way to get there. And sometimes we just, we just feel, you know, you just get overcome by what hasn't happened yet and all of that. And, you know, if we can't get there in a way that we can be uniquely ourselves with our own version of creativity. And let me say this, I I did want to mention this a little earlier, that creativity is also one of the first things to go right? When you were kind of in, well, survival mode for sure, but in a lot of static, a lot of that creativity is just kind of sucked from you and you were made to be a creative being in your own way. It doesn't you know, have to look any particular way, but it looks like you. And so that's one of the things that he, that God has designed us for. And that's designed in whatever walk that you're doing as to be a, and that's where you get so much fulfillment, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and, and, and it's really neat. And your dreams start to reawake. And I love that. I love that testimony, Kelsey. That's so beautiful. Yeah, my creativity started to come back to, you know, I think living in compulsive doing, you're right, with no, for me, especially with no margin, I just don't have space for creativity. I have to have a lot of space to not feel rushed or pressured to create. And I didn't write for two years. And I've dreamt of being a writer since I was a little girl. I remember thinking, maybe that's just over. Maybe I'm not going to be a writer. And then again, as I started to make space and slow down and learn how to not compulsively do, I got to a place where I started seeing all of that bloom again. And so it was really cool. It's been, it's been a really cool process. And I'm I'm just a big believer in getting emotionally healthy and combating the lies in your head. So for someone listening, where would be a great place for them to start of like, okay, I, I, I find myself resonating with a lot of these places that aren't, you know, ideal. How do I get out of them? Where do I start? For sure. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that are gifted to help you walk through things. I mean, obviously, I have a specific slant and bent because I, I am a minister. So I do a lot of connection with God. Not everybody is wanting that route or open to that route. And, you know, I, I, you're a, you will, you will find, I mean, the interesting thing is when you are looking for it, it's amazing what appears in the meantime, before whatever route that is the counseling or whatever that would be for you. 
Uh, one of the things that you can really do that will really help you is if you start to journal. It's amazing when you can get it out of yourself onto paper in front of you. You can start to get some clarity and start to get a sense of, wow, what's really going on inside me? You know, it does. The other thing is it does take some margin. It takes it takes some time. And we're so afraid of like, wow, I got so much to do. I mean, I'm already, already so behind. Well, if you spend your time on the things that are going to give a huge payoff, especially years down the road, this, this type of stuff doesn't just benefit like right now or the next five years, the next six months, whatever. It benefits you for the rest of your life. It is yours to keep and build on for rest of your life. And not only that, it creates a whole atmosphere for your family, for your kids if you have them or planning to have them. There's something that's released that's so much greater. And it's part, I, I believe that's part of our recompense for the crap we've gone through, quite frankly. So as you start to look for that, okay, so what am I supposed to do? Counseling? Am I supposed to do, you know, some sort of uh, be ministered to? Whatever that is for you. Um, God's really going to bring that even if you don't re recognize him doing that. But I would start to journal. I would start to really kind of get a handle on, okay, there's this thing that's bothering me and it feels like fear and it feels anxious and I don't really understand it, but this is the entity. And the more that you kind of kind of get a handle on that, and then that's what you take to your counselor, to your minister, to whoever that would be. Uh, because what's going to happen is God's going to unpack a lot of what's really going on. And a lot of times the things that we think are the things, are not the things. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <Right? laughs> so you may have thought, well, it's just that I don't know how to time manage. No, it's, it's that you feel like you're already behind. So it's never enough. And actually it's never enough because actually the root lie of that is that you're not enough. Ooh, and when you good. get the root lies, like I'm enough, I can do enough. There is enough and I can just enjoy and I can just relax. And then my creativity skyrockets and then my productivity goes through the roof and it's not even as important as it used to be because I'm not allowing it to define me. I definitely recognize that in my own life. Yeah, I think that's a great place to start. So, you know, before we go, if there was any piece of advice you could leave with our listeners in their quest for wholeness, I'm sure they're inspired as they listen. What would you leave with them? I feel that number one, for most of us, I think a lot of the people I run into, and of course, I have kind of a skewed population because they're realizing their issues and they're wanting help with issues. <laughs> but and, and I and I believe your audience, Kelsey, are, are an audience that want to really live the life to the full and want to really do what, you know, everything that's been placed on their heart to do. And they're big dreamers and all of those things. And I, and I think realizing that everything that you need for whatever you're called to do has been placed on the inside of you. And just because there has been um, assaults against that, assaults against who you are and you understanding who you are and assaults against you doing what you're called to do. Everything's been placed on the inside of you. And when you're able to embrace it, that's what you were created for. And there is a person and he's God and you may not be connecting with that fully, but he is wild about you. 
And his dream is for you to fully manifest and do all the things that he dreamed that you would do. And just allowing allowing that to propel you forward. Um, it's amazing what's going to intersect with you that seems coincidental, that seems like serendipity, all that kind of thing. But he will draw that to you. And I think allowing yourself to realize, wow, this is this is about me, but it's also bigger than me. It's also something that is really a God-sized dream that I was created for. And it has it's there to benefit the rest of humanity as well as benefit and bless me. And there's it's amazing what kind of momentum and empowerment can be released from just embracing that and allowing that to unfold. Wow. That's a good word to leave us with, Catherine Tude. I am so thankful for you. I'm so thankful you joined us. Where can people find you? Can you share a little bit about your book and your course and your workbooks? Because I think each of those resources are going to be a great fit for where my listeners are at. And I know that you're working with you has changed my life. So I would love for them to have access to you as well. Wow. Well, thank you. So you can find everything at Catherine Toon, T-O-O-N. That's like cartoon. And it's Catherine with a C, CatherineToon.com. And my book is called Marked by Love. And with it is a workbook. And then I have a course. And it really just depends on how you learn best. Some people are book people. Some people are, I, I like a book and a workbook. And some people are, okay, I like the workbook. The book's great. But really, I want you to like minister to me or, or lead me in things. I'm an audiovisual person. So that would be kind of, kind of like how you'd make that decision. Both the book and workbook are on Amazon. They're also on my website. And it's called Marked by Love because God is the person of love. And you were marked by the person of love in love to do to release love to the planet in a flavor that looks uniquely like you. And the book and the workbook, they're really designed to help you actually do a lot of the stuff that I was, you were talking about, like, how would they go about this? Well, I don't have a counselor near me, or I don't know about all this God stuff that sounds a little weird. And I get that. And I will talk about God because I can't help myself. And because it's my hot button, but it's not in any kind of religious way. It's so much fun. It's a really fun, easy read. But at the end of each chapter are what I call love encounter breaks. And that is where you can start to journal. Remember I said journaling is a really great way to start unlock things and engage with God to help him show you, wow, this is where the breakdown happened. This is what the lie is that's tormenting you. Let me help you with that. He's such a helper. Um, and he's so lovely. Um, and there, and, and there's no room that you need to be afraid because he's, he's wild about you anyway. And he's a God of forgiveness. So you don't need to be worried about that, but it helps walk you through sequentially engaging with him to help you really in your own space. So that's true of the book. If you want more of the sort of workbook led stuff, the workbook is a great accompaniment. And then if you just want to dive right on in there, you can do the online course and they're all super reasonably priced because I really, my heart was this message needs to get out because I know it changed my life. Well, it has changed mine as well. And I am so thankful that you've taken the time out of your day to join us today, Catherine. And I love you so much. 
I love you too, Kelsey. You're so amazing. Hey, don't go yet. I would love it if you go over to iTunes right now and leave a review. I love hearing your feedback and it really makes a difference in getting the Radiant Podcast name out there. And while you're at it, why don't you subscribe and then share this episode on Facebook or Instagram or wherever your social media platform is of choice. Lastly, I'd love to keep up with each other. Come find me on Instagram at Kels Chapman and let's get to know each other. not every day you have to replace a water heater, more like every 10 years. The Home Depot can help with a wide selection of the latest models from Rheem and a helpful online water heater buying guide to help make choosing the right Rheem easy. From gas to electric, tankless, even smart models that can spot a leak before it happens. Water heaters have come a long way. You don't have to. Go to homedepot.com to find the latest Rheem water heaters and helpful answers and advice from our water heater buying guide. Only from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. The final countdown has begun. Whatever you do, don't miss the end-of-year clearance this weekend at Levin's. Save up to 60% on close-out special buys and doorbusters. Plus, get an extra 15% off all sale merchandise and take up to 60 months to pay. Save 308 on our Wilmington Sofa Chase. Now 891 with extra discounts. Plus, get the 100th anniversary hybrid mattress. Now only 398 The final countdown. Now at Levin Furniture and Mattress.